today we're talking about brand awareness. If you aren't putting your brand front and center, you're already behind in the game. So let's dive in and start making a name for yourself on episode two of the Attention Seekers podcast. You are listening to the Attention Seekers podcast. Each week, we're bringing you amazing ways to grow the visibility of your business, the tools to increase your reach, and some pretty amazing and inspiring guests. So put the world on notice. It's time to get noticed. Let's go. From the minds behind the Anderson brand, here are your hosts, Daniel and Nicole. All right. We're going to talk about brand awareness today, which is a subject near and dear to my heart. I'm kind of obsessed with branding. And I'm making Dan go into this subject blind, but it's fun because I have a little activity for you in here too. You're going to love it. (laughs) Um, So brand awareness is essentially the extent to which customers are able to recall or recognize a brand. So, you know, when you, when you think of something like, oh, hey, I need a drink and you're like, I'm going to get a Coke. I'm a Pepsi guy. No, you're not. No, I'm joking. You're so not a Pepsi guy. Dr. Pepper guy. Um, and brand awareness is literally essential to purchase decisions because about 50% of shoppers prefer to buy products that they know and trust. What do you know and trust, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Heineken. <laughs> Heineken. Heineken, that's it. Oh, well, besides consumer electronics. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you're you're pretty loyal to the to brands that way. Yes. Um and so I've got a list here of the top 10 global brands by brand value. Meaning from I'm going to say from the most brand value to the least brand value. What do you think those 10 companies are? I know you're going to guess really well on this cuz you're so good at this stuff. <laughs> top uh, 10. Number 1. Number Apple. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Number two. Oh, Starbucks. Nope. Believe it or not, no. N- not even on the list. Starbucks isn't even on the list. Wow. Yeah, isn't um, that weird? Well, uh... Do you need a hint? Do you need a hint? Toyota. Toyota is on the list, but it's not number two. Okay. Um, Toyota <laughs> is number six. Oh, this is tough. Seven, sorry. Microsoft. Microsoft is number four. Okay. All right. I'll get I'll one more guess. One more <laughs> guess. Go. This is easy. You use it every day. We all pretty much use it every day. Search engine. Okay. Go- well, Google, obviously. Yeah. But see, that does. See, that's a good one because it doesn't spring to mind for me as. I mean, obviously, I use the search engine every day, but it's it's transparent in my mind because I'm not thinking of a tangible product. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they've got me hooked there, and I don't even know. <laughs> Surprise. Okay, number three. So you guessed number four was Microsoft. What's number three? This is also something that's taking over the world. I'll give you hints. It's taking over the world. So it's a social media platform? No. Really? Mm-hmm. So not Facebook. No, Facebook is number nine on the list. Huh. This is number three, taking over the world. Tesla. No, but it is taking over the world in in terms of 
consumer products and ordering and oh amazon yeah amazon there you go (laughs) amazon prime (laughs) but it is the amazon which it's funny i would have i mean i guess apple is up there but i kind of would have thought amazon was before apple but i'm wrong again it's another one that because you're not seeing amazon branded tangible products everywhere you don't think about the brand loyalty aspect of it oh yeah but you're going onto their website routinely daily to get everything else so Mm -hmm. it's that's another weird one on the list that doesn't immediately jump to mind yeah i would have put it with tesla was tesla even on the list tesla's not on the top 10 list just give them to me (laughs) just give them to me i'm I'm already (laughs) okay so top 10 global brands by brand value number one apple number two google Number three, Amazon. Number four, Microsoft. Number five, Coca-Cola. Six is Samsung. Seven is Toyota. Eight is Mercedes. Nine is Facebook. And 10 is McDonald's. Now, is this list, is this as of 2018? Yeah, yeah, I think it was dated in December of 2018. Because I would have assumed that McDonald's would have even higher but probably historically if you went back maybe you know 25 years they were probably top of that i would think yeah before amazon came around so quickly i have uh six different ways to essentially build your brand awareness and i'm going to go over those six ways and then i'm going to tell you a couple ways for each one um the first one i have is referral program so if you initiate a or implement sorry a a referral program into your brand then it's going to really propel yourself and propel your brand out into probably quicker than you would do by yourself because happy people talk i mean i guess mad people talk as well but <laughs> if you're doing a good job then you're doing a good job so i always use an example i have a few friends that are hairdressers you have this referral program and you can really put that for any company that you have, but I use hairdressers because it's the easiest. Somebody refers somebody to the hairdresser, they get a certain discount off of their next service and everybody's happy. Right. Um, So number two is guest content. So being on other people's podcasts, guest hosting in their Facebook groups, um, blog entries, guest blogging, and I wrote Facebook t- Takeover, which is when you, you know, do Facebook Lives. Right. Number three, partnerships. So partnering with other businesses to hold events, cross-promote, donating to local charities, that kind of thing. And I use, I use this example because we were in Amazon the other day. It was funny. And you know how Amazon does the, if you sign in in Whole Foods, you get... 10% off with Prime if you have a Prime membership. So if you're physically on location mm. on the premises and you go into the app and sign in. Well, I, I don't think you have to physically be there, but you just you log in in Amazon Prime and then it comes with like a little barcode and you just scan it when you check out and it gives okay. you 10% off certain things. And is that targeted towards uh, interests and keywords that you've searched for? No, I, that's probably next, but... So so this is essentially modernizing the, the coupon process then, in, yeah. in a way. 
Yeah, pretty much. It's just if you're a Prime member, you get extra discounts at Whole Foods because didn't they just buy them? Yes. A couple of years ago, but yes. Well, uh, short, ju- short term <laughs> in the business world. Just. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I use that as a, a as a good example of the whole cross-promotion and partnering with other companies, that kind of thing. Um, I, I tell a lot of my clients to partner with local businesses that are complementing but not competing, if that makes sense. Yes. So, so to go back to your original example, if you were a hairdresser, mm-hmm. you would be doing cross-promotion with a uh, makeup artist. Yeah. Yeah, and you offer packages together and then you promote each other. And it's just one another way to throw your stuff out there. Cross-pollination. Um, so number four, <laughs> moving on to number four, contests and giveaways. So this is where people enter on your post. So if you do a public giveaway, and I've done these plenty of times, you post, hey, tag somebody and you're both entered to win. And that pops you up in other people's feeds that haven't seen you necessarily yet and it's it's actually a great way to get people that already know what you're doing to refer you just by trying to enter a contest people love free stuff they really do myself personally i've used um no endorsements there are other services available let's just bring that up uh but we've used gleam before to do some um project-based promotion yeah basically tying in all your socials and those work great because it get it gives uh the end user a point of reference for getting involved because they see their entries and whatever you're doing for the contest or the giveaway or the promotion they get to visually see how they're entering that particular giveaway so that's a good one and you could all you could do that really on your own website you don't necessarily have to use a service i mean obviously it would be you'd have to come up with a way to aggregate the the entries it's super easy to do on social media like use this hashtag or share our post or tag your friend that kind of thing i I would say my only footnote to that is uh, you have to be aware in the modern age of disclaimers and yeah and the <laughs> the legal side of doing giveaways because um, if you're endorsed or uh, supported in any way by a third party, you have to make that abundantly clear in your promotional material. So that's something to consider if you're going to do something like that. Is that, that why people are, are always like, this is an affiliate link. If, I, if you click this and purchase, I make money off of it. Yes, Amazon um, has a very strict set of rules as far as uh, the verbiage that you have to put on your promotional pages if you're going to be using their service for something like that. I know a lot of Twitch streamers used to uh, put disclaimers. Um, and obviously, Amazon provides that verbiage. You're not having to dig into your pockets and you know hire legal representation. <laughs> but um, yeah, Amazon affiliate programs, you usually need to make it clear that you're you're going to profit from whatever click-throughs they're receiving and that goes for even something like twitter if you're doing a promotion on there um i can't remember the exact hashtag but um 
You have to uh, use a specific hash. I, I know that the there were some government departments that were putting out guidelines for um, doing ad. I, I, I want to say it was as simple as hashtag ad. Okay. Um, that basically made made it clear that you were getting paid or endorsed or provided some kind of uh, compensation for what you were you were putting out into the socials, uh, and that came from um, a lot of shady stuff that went on um, with, oddly enough, video game skins and um, oh, stuff like that. Yeah, people were getting. Um, I mean, you can look this up separate to this, but people were getting paid by these gambling websites, essentially. Oh, yeah, I remember you told me that. Yeah, and um, yeah, so just, I guess the footnote is cover yourself, make sure <laughs> you don't make any representation um, that that isn't truthful and, and you'll usually come out okay. That's actually, the affiliate thing is a pretty good segue into number five, which is influencer marketing slash affiliates, which... You're actually really, I think you wrote something or did something about influencer marketing. Um, so it's where you find influencers who your service or your product complement and you utilize their network. So that's a, a huge part of that is picking somebody with a good network, a solid network, one that isn't a fake network, because you'll see that a lot lately is people... Uh, especially influencers, they'll purchase followers to make themselves look more popular and more exciting to people like you that are looking for influencers and it actually ends up not helping you and it's kind of like a waste of your money. But um, it, it does really, if you find the right person, it does help your brand awareness. It helps you build up your valuable, just a valuable partnership with people like that. And same goes for affiliates. You find people that are passionate about what you do and you pay them for talking about you. I generally approach influencer marketing with the mindset that if you wouldn't hire that person as an employee, you have no business hiring them as a, as a, a marketing influencer. Yeah. So if they don't align with uh, your company's um, say moral code or something like there's there's no point in you trying to you know flog that to the public it doesn't matter how much money you push towards them it's just not going to work it's not going to be a good relationship so yeah it's true. I, I believe the the post i made on that was basically to the tune of do your research make sure the the person you're bringing on isn't going to um at the very least you know, not work for you, but you the, have the clear guidelines right. of this is what kind of photo I want or post I want, right? And have it in writing, which right. is very important to have it in writing. Worst case scenario is that they say something that that absolutely tanks your brand. Mm. That's another consideration. Well, do you remember the post that we we read that the that woman was like, oh, I I sent this woman two hundred dollars in free product and. All she did was post a dark, crappy photo, and it's like, well, you didn't tell her exactly what kind of photo, not giving her a pass or anything and saying, not making excuses for this influencer, because if you're an influencer and you're posting dark photos, you're not going to get very many people sending you stuff anymore, in all honesty, but you have to have these things written down and 
in stone and everybody needs to be on the same page or somebody's going to be disappointed. You also have to remember that they have become, unless they're doing something nefarious like buying follows, if they have a decent organic uh, following, they've got to that position because their followers like the way they present their influencer campaigns. Yes. So their brand. Their brand. They have their own brand too. They're playing the brand game as well. So if you don't do your research and you end up with somebody who who maybe their twenty, thirty thousand followers like dark moody videos, you yeah. know? <laughs> that that might just be the flavor that their fans are looking for. So Yeah, again, just check, make sure everything's consistent. If it doesn't align with your goal and your focus steer clear go find someone else there's hundreds of thousands of people on instagram alone that would gladly uh promote your product and would gladly take the money for it (laughs) (laughs) they're like yeah go for it that's that's one thing i tell people when they're looking for an influencer to to check everything and look back and and see how much engagement they have make sure their posts are like dan said consistent with your brand but also consistent across the board. Like you don't want them to be like, here's one super bright and airy light photo. And then here's another dark and gothic looking photo. It doesn't make sense. And if they're, if their audience is confused about what their brand is, they're not going to pay attention or they're probably going to be confused about your brand as well if it's brought in there. And I would add this as a final note, the number one influencer in your team is yourself. Oh, that's inspirational. So you need to <laughs> you need to look at it from <laughs> through the lens of you need to live your brand before you're gonna get someone else to do it. So absolutely make your number one influencer marketer yourself. Okay, so we're gonna go with the last one, number six, building brand trust. And that's building your trust online with reviews. Um, every review platform that there is you can add reviews to your website or a testimonials page um, and all of that is essential in building this brand trust 88 percent of consumers trust online reviews as much as personal recommendations that's insane wow. to me that they will trust i mean you go onto amazon and you look at their their reviews and I I totally trust those reviews I'm like oh that person had a great a great experience that means I'm going to and it's funny because you think that people would be more likely to be excited about personal recommendations but 88 percent that's insane that is I put a little caveat on this because my personal relationship with online reviews is I pretty much filter out anything that's in the negative region Mm -hmm. unless i see that the negative portion is substantially high i mean if if it's into the 60 70 percent negative rate then you've got a problem but if you're reading the one or two reviews where the person got the faulty tv yeah if you know anything about manufacturing you know that there's going to be a percentage of tvs that will be defective now that doesn't warrant going online and and writing a negative review. Seriously. Right? So I always look at the the positive reviews. If someone's taken the time out of their day, time is money, to go online and leave a positive review of some kind, 
Then they're happy. They, they're happy, and that's usually a pretty honest appraisal of what you're going to get 99% of the time with that product. So your one goal with the, the, the trust factor portion of this is that you get the social proof needed to elevate your product, whatever social that may be. Social proof is key. I don't, don't discount, as the, uh, the provider, as the service provider, if you're getting negative reviews, don't discount those. Obviously, you need to remedy those and you need to create a purposeful means of alleviating those negative reviews when they come along. But you need to build that trust factor and that comes from nursing those positive reviews and bringing those up to the top and letting those shine on your website or wherever you're, you're um, creating your presence. Absolutely. It's 100% true. And I, I, I totally agree on that. I feel like the people that write angry reviews are just never pleased. It's a good comparison. You said 88% of people trust online reviews versus word of mouth. But it's one and the same process. If you go into a restaurant and everybody's seen that one unhappy customer that got the cold soup or whatever, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what the manager says. He can give them exactly. free meals for the rest of their life. They are angry and upset and they're going to take it out on whoever's standing there. And that's exactly the same in the online world. Mm -hmm. So that that's more of a, a, a touch of advice for somebody who does online shopping rather than, you know, maybe on the entrepreneurial side dig into those reviews and really see what's going on and if you don't have any review websites set up if you haven't like added your brand name or your business name to any of these websites you have to do that right now and people think it doesn't matter but it totally does i set my boudoir business up on google reviews and just completely forgot about it and I get clients off there all the time. I completely forgot about it. But because I got five or six good reviews, people keep finding me. And it's really just one extra way to have yourself online. So in closing, just think about what makes your brand valuable and how you can create an experience. Go through that list of six ways to build your brand awareness and guaranteed you will get out there more. We'll have a brand new guest episode for you next Tuesday. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes and Google Play or wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks for listening to the Attention Seekers podcast. Hit that subscribe button to get new content each week. And if you want even more attention, follow us on Instagram at Attention Seekers Podcast. See you there.